We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Fly ball to shallow right. This is going to do it. Naquin makes the catch, and the Reds beat the Cubs by a score of 20 to 5. <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. That's tough to hear. It's Gabe Ramirez. This is 670, the score. It's tough because don't you remember the beginning of the season when everyone said, fade the Reds? Just bet on them. I actually won money on the Cubs first game when they won. I was like, oh, Cubs? So they, should, they should be able to win this game. He thought they were at least going to have a chance to – you know, make this one interesting, but it got away from them and for, for several reasons. But let's talk about or let's listen to David Ross on Steele's struggling early in the game. Just behind the count. A lot of three ball counts in that inning. You know, you got to pitch ahead and um, they hit some pretty good pitches. You know, a couple of two curveballs early on left up to Farmer. Um, yeah, just couldn't. You know, he seems to have that one inning where. Um, kind of loses command of the baseball a little bit, and sometimes he locks that back in, and sometimes you know he wasn't, he's not able to. That was, that was more today. And I feel bad for Justin Steele because these are the guys that you wish well for. They're getting an opportunity. You got to imagine being on the bump for the Chicago Cubs, especially in this particular situation. You feel as though it's fate. I'm finally given this opportunity. I, I feel as though I'm going to be doing well. No one has high expectations for us, but I'm going to be that guy. I'm a professional pitcher in Major League Baseball. So, again, you, you feel bad that he wasn't able to go deeper in the game and have much success. And his record, of course, 1-5 on the season. It's just you feel – I personally feel bad for a guy like Justin Steele because he wanted him to do well. But there was other things that contributed to this loss. Of course, Seiya Suzuki leaving in the middle of the game. Uh, he's all right. He's all right. Well, uh, seems like he checked out okay. Uh, we'll give him you know, an off day tomorrow. See how it presents on Saturday. But, uh, no, it doesn't. But again, it's like you know, just a you know, jammed his finger. X-rays were seem to be negative. Um, so I think everything's gonna be fine. But um, we'll have to just you know, give us some time um, off tomorrow and reassess on Saturday. Hey man, he had a stolen base. That's what you want. Getting that extra bag. Rafael Ortega came in for him. He went one for two in the substitution. But here's Justin Steele himself talking about what happened today and on it being just one of his off days. It kind of seemed like one of them days, you know, anything you threw that was close, didn't matter how hard it was hit, it was going to find a hole. Um, just going back, like even the slider I threw that got hit out of the park, I mean, it was below, low and I think inside to him, but he just did a really good job of 
getting the uh, getting a good swing on it, right angle, and I got out of the ballpark. So I mean, sometimes you just got to tip your cap. Um, just go back to the drawing board and figure out how to get better from the outing. Yeah. I mean, it happens, right? The problem is, if, if this could be your lowest point, but when you're one in five, you try to look at what you can compare it to. It's not as though he's pitching lights out and you feel like this is just that one off game. It's, it's what's that deviation? How far can you really be from where you want to be? But, but I mean, he, he did mention, you know, struggling, bouncing back. I think it was just a kind of a compilation of things. Um, falling behind doesn't help. You know, any, they're making weak contact, hitting the ball hard. Everything seems to be falling for a hit. Um, so all of that just kind of compiling on top of each other is kind of what leads to big innings like that. And we just got to do something to learn from it. And, you know, going, for, going forward in the future, preventing that from happening, recognizing what's going on, and being able to do something to stop that. Ah, you can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in his voice. He's disappointed with himself. So I just want my Cubs fans out there to just be, be, be easy on the guy. Don't go too hard on him. He knows he, knows he did wrong. He knows he should have been better. He knows he could be better. And like you mentioned, it's just one of his off days. The, 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 the worst part about this was that the Cubs started on a high note. In the second inning, the Cubs had an 80% probability of winning. Let that sink in. An 80%, pro- like if you were gambling, if you had your app open and for whatever reason you said to yourself, I'm going to go ahead and bet the other 80% chance of winning. They started off just fine. Course Real went- ball to third. That's going to be a fair ball all the way into the left field corner. Coming in to score is Morrell. Hap around third, heading to the plate. He will score two-run double. Frank Schwindel, Cubs lead two to nothing. Felt good. Schwindel's been playing well. You thought, hey, man, look at the Cubbies. Won't they do it? Then, of course, Nico Horner did his thing. Here's Horner driving one in the air, deep left field. Back goes Elmora at the fence. That ball is gone. Home run, Nico Horner. Cubs lead three to nothing. It's a 12-foot high wall in left. Nico turning on a pitch and driving it just over the top of that barrier. It's his third home run of the year, and the Cubs lead three to nothing. Pat sounding amazing right there. A little pep in his voice. Top of the second. I'm looking right over here. Win probability, 79.7. My degree is in economics. This is not in radio, television, broadcast. When I see 80%, I'm feeling real good. If I'm going to the casino and I know I got 80%, I'm feeling real good. But then the third inning happens. And that's the part where it becomes starts to unravel a little bit. And here's Justin Steele talking about his command in that third inning. Third inning, it was uh, more so command. I was falling behind, getting predictable with what I was about to throw. Um, the hits that I kind of did, did give up, you know, soft hits, falling in the hole, gets runners on base, then another one, then there's one that's hit hard, and then the run, all the runs score. It's just one of the things, everything just kind of compiled on top of each other, and we just got to do a better job. Of, uh, I got to do a better job of figuring out how to stop the bleeding, doing something different to change up their pace or something. You got to tip your cap to the Cincinnati Reds. Obviously, they were playing with a chip on their shoulder from what happened yesterday. Of course, the HBPs that happened and the the, the, the Wick and Votto just kind of jawing at each other. And they came out with a vengeance today. They said, hey, man, we're not going to take this. We we can hit. We're, we're, don't, everybody don't fade us. Even when there's an 80% chance that the, team is, that, that the Cubs are going to win, don't fade us still. We could still win you some money, and they proved that. 
What do you think? What are your thoughts on that, Joey Votto uh, yelling at the pitcher like that? I mean, it, it, uh, to me, it was clearly not on purpose. I, I don't know what was going on with Joey Votto there. I mean, we can't say that it was clearly not on purpose. We don't know for with with a hundred percent probability and certainty. But I will say this. I mean, what does he say afterwards? Nice bat flip, right? I mean, what what, what do you? How can he not get upset at that? If I'm Joey Votto, I'm upset. What I'm even more upset is is la is the is the is his uh appearance at the plate today against Ronwick, where he strikes him out. And then <laughs> just sitting there, you gotta be so frustrated if you're Joey Votto. You're like, damn, I wish they would have hit me instead. Nah, I feel embarrassed. And then Wick obviously lets out an expletive after he strikes him out. F yeah. That's got I mean, it's just it's a lot of that. And then obviously, you know, Contreras gets hit, Ross gets gets uh Tossed for the second game in a row. I just, I I think it was just Votto uh, being a veteran and saying, you know what, we need something to get us going. I'm just going to pick this moment and I'm going to try to make this happen and get us going. I, I really think that it was him just saying we're bad and we need something to spark us. I'm going to pick right now and try to spark this team. Yeah, I mean, when you're the Cincinnati Reds, geez, it's hard to pick your team up when you're that bad. But. If there's a moment to pick your team up, Cesar Perez, producer extraordinaire, it's when you're going up against another lowly team and you're saying to yourself, okay, well, we're bad, but we're not that bad. And you point and you look at the Chicago Cubs and you say, we're not that bad. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he wasn't just yelling at Wick. He was yelling at the entire Cubs dugout. I mean, he was he was ready to go. And I and when it happened... uh. I was in shock, but I I, I kind of just had that thought. I'm like, you know what? Joey Votto's picking a spot, and he's trying to fire his guys up right now. And and he's thinking, if we don't get fired up now this season, I mean, it's already over for them, basically. But if we don't do nothing now and get going now, we really have nothing to play for. And he's like, you know what? Right now, I'm going to fire this team up. Let, let me ask you this, Caesar, because you, you are a Cubs fan. How are you going to feel if the Cubs end up in dead last in the NL Center at the end of the season? Is it, is, are you going to be upset, or are you just going to be like, ah, whatever, we knew what to expect? I think I would be upset because I knew they weren't going to be uh, competing for a World Series, obviously, but I didn't think they were going to be a last-place team. I mean, uh, you're telling me you think they're worse than Cincinnati, even after today, even after a 20-5 to loss, right? And I think they have better pitching, but I think that, you know, a couple more injuries, and then that could definitely get you down. I mean, there's some good teams in the National League. Well, I... Uh, I, I'm scared of post-trade deadline, yes. <laughs> I'm scared of post-trade <laughs> deadline. A 12-game losing streak coming yeah, somewhere. You know, uh, to be honest, I, I'm kind of scared of how they're going to look after the trade deadline. I mean, uh, they're, they're going to be worse, obviously. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's a secret they're going to be moving some people, and uh, they could turn into a really bad team come post-trade deadline for sure. Wilson Contreras is gone. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. So, I mean, ah, that's a, a big spark in your lineup. Saya, is he going to be consistent come July? You can't bank on that. You got your Ian Haps and your Frank Schwindels and your Patrick Wisdoms that that at least needs to be the core of your lineup. Alfonso Rivas, I think he's playing phenomenal baseball. You know, you got you you were hoping for more from Nick Magical. Would you move Strowman? Nah, you need you, you need a you need an arm. You know, you, you're not. You need an arm, and and Strowman. At least you can build around him. You know, you can have him for next year to be your number three, number four, whatever that might look like for you. But but you need Strowman. You don't get rid of the arms because then 
then you're really giving up. And because it's hard to it's hard to get a, 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 a starting pitcher, a top three, you know, guy in your rotation. It's hard. So when you get someone like that, and if you say, if you're starting this team all over again, and you're saying, I got Kyle Hendricks and I got Marcus Stroman. Exactly. Look, Cesar Perez. Okay, you can't see Cesar Perez. He tilted his head to the to the left. I'm sure you probably did in your car too. And you're like, that doesn't sound too bad. When yeah, you haven't talked about the offense yet. But when you're talking about your pitching, you're like, okay. And then if you were to look at the rest of the Cubs pitching staff and you just hope that some of those guys can, you know, perform at least like on an average level, be five hundred, if you can get a five hundred pitcher out of there, the problem is when you got guys that are one in five, it does nothing for you. So obviously Steele, you know, today throw throws today out the window, right? But uh, I think Steele has the potential to be a, 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 a you know a decent what three four in a rotation. I think there's there's a potential with Steele there. Obviously, again, you know, he had a clunker today, but sure. I think what he's shown is he is a potential good three four guy in your rotation. Bro, you know it's terrible when your reliever has the most wins on your team. Keegan Thompson, four wins. Only two stars. That's <laughs> just like, oh, you're like, oh, no. Kevin Hart voice. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you do not want that. I, I really feel like they were really uh, counting on Elzele being a big part of this rotation as well. And him going down really threw a wrench in yeah. everything they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I like Drew Smiley. I like Drew Smiley and Justin Steele. I got to be honest. When I watch those guys pitch, you could just tell they really have the heart and they really want to be out there. The problem is, it's Major League Baseball. And no matter how good you were in other leagues or, you know, it's like you're going up against the best players in the world. And if you were a mediocre guy being thrown into the fire, you're going to end up like they are one and four and two and five, respectively. Well, Wade Miley's another one. You know, they spent money on Miley. They they, they were counting on Wade Miley starting the season as part of that rotation. And he's back now. But, uh, you know, we'll see about him, too. But that was another part of their plans, really, uh, because they spent money on Miley. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Hendricks, uh, I mean, it's just, it's tough. It's a tough position to be in because you know what you're supposed to be expecting from the Chicago Cubs, but you're right. If they ended up in last place, you'd feel a certain type of way because you'd feel like management didn't prep this team to be in that space. You allowed it to happen. Kind of like the Chicago Bears in the last couple of years. Like you allowed certain things to happen. You could have done something to prevent this. I think if you ask Cub fans, at the beginning of the season, I don't think any of them would have told you last place. I think they would have said, well, hey, no, because you're in a division with Cincinnati. And exactly. And Pittsburgh Pirates. I, I think they might have said, yeah, we're not going to be competing for the playoffs. We might be yeah. obviously an under 500 team. But I don't think any Cub fan would have told you last place to be even in consideration to be a last place team this year. Again, what exactly what you're saying in the, in the division we're playing in to finish last place in that division. I think you're talking a major second half disaster for the Cubs to, to finish last place in this division. Well, we are going to talk to a huge Cubs fan and ask him what his thoughts would be if the Chicago Cubs ended up in last place. I'm talking about Miguel Esparza. He is the voice in Espanol of the Chicago Cubs, Blackhawks, Bears as well. And we will get his opinion on not only this game that he just finished calling. That's got to be tough. You call a game, then you come. Uh. Uh, but we will ask him about the last place finish and what that would look like for the Chicago Cubs team. We'll do that right after this. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Joining us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is an anchor on our sister station here at WBBM News Radio. He's also the Spanish play-by-play for the Cubs, Blackhawks, and Bears. Good friend of mine. 
Miguel Esparza, bienvenido. Hey, Gabe, how are you? Good. Thank you for having me on. Dude, you knew I couldn't wait to get you back on here. I had to wait till the Cubs played a, a one o'clock game before I can get you on the night show. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, here's the thing. I, I don't travel with the team, so you can get me anytime they're away. Oh, see? This is good to know. I love this. All right, so let me, let me ask you this, Miguel. Let me get it right out the way. Are we heading towards a last place finish for the Chicago Cubs team? Oh, man, you know what? I hope not. Honestly, I hope not. It, it, if that's the case, it's going to be a long summer of all losing. We don't want that. I, I think that we definitely have uh, the potential to actually compete a little bit, at least not end up in that last place. I think this team still has heart, so I think that's good. Okay, what has to happen then? I mean, you're there. You're calling well, these games. You're watching yeah. these guys. What do you feel is that one little element or that, that one thing that's making them lose? What do they have to do in order to get out of that, 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 that heap of last place? I think, you know, Gabe, I think what I, what I have noticed a lot is a lot of sloppy play here and there, um, whether it be a, a bad play at center field. Uh, we saw one off of uh, uh, Rafael Ortega recently where it just cleared the bases, it doubled, cleared the bases. Little things, because now, look, we, we see Anderson Simmons. He has, he's an amazing glove, great arm. We saw him do some amazing plays. So you see those little elements that little by little, you see the power from Nico Horner, the, what he's doing, Ian Happ as well. So it's just a matter of that consistency that we we haven't had, and specifically uh, pitching staff. You know, we see Kyle Hendricks, who all of a sudden you can have the Kyle Hendricks of always and that Kyle Hendricks that makes his dream but then you have the Kyle Hendricks who doesn't have that consistency, and then we're getting knocked around the park. You know, the home run Kyle, the home run uh, giver Kyle Hendricks. You know, yeah. so that becomes a problem. Yeah, defense and giving up extra outs on a major league level can definitely mm, yeah. cost you some runs and put you in a bad situation. But I look at the offensive side of the ball. I mean, it, it doesn't seem as though it's been much of an issue. Cubs putting up some runs, but right, it's it's where it's coming from. It's the long ball. A lot of, lot of solo shots. Mm-hmm. Guys aren't necessarily getting on base. And someone who obviously hit one, or has been hitting a bunch, actually, uh, Wilson Contreras, do you feel like he's going to be on the team? Look at me. Look at the high-pitched voice I gave you right there. You feel like he's going to be on the team? <laughs> do you feel like he's going to be on the team? You know, Gabe, you know, I, I think uh, to, as a coach. Miguel, Miguel, are you allowed to talk about that? <laughs> you know what? I am. I'm allowed. Good. See, here's the thing. So, so they don't tell me a lot of things. So it's just what I hear around the ballpark, you know. So um, recently, one of the, the uh, nationally televised games, I heard one of those big uh, reporters talking about, what he heard and and he was saying no Wilson, no Kyle after the the trade deadline, which kind of surprised me that, you know, mentioned Kyle Hendricks within that as well. But like I said, these are just things that I hear around the ballpark. I know nothing. I have no insights. I, you know, but, but you do hear it here and there, you know, a lot of the people uh, inside of the ballpark, they, they think this is it for, for Wilson. Um, There was somebody who was saying, you know, I want to, be able to get this kind of interview with Wilson because I know he's not going to be here past yeah. uh, the all-star break. You know, so so those are the little things that you hear. And, and you know, it, it's unfortunate. The guy, I guess he's putting up that campaign to to really show the teams what he really has. And, and good for him. You know, he he's a he's a good guy. You know, he's uh, I, what I, the interactions that I had with him, he's, he's very good. We're talking to Miguel Esparza, of course, anchor at WBBM News Radio, but also Spanish play-by-play voice for the Cubs, Blackhawks, and Bears. I think you're absolutely right. You, I mean, listen, first of all, you do have insider information because we're not out at the ballpark talking to people. I want to know that. <laughs> but second, you need to get rid of these guys. We were, I was just talking to my producer, Cesar Perez. Mm-hmm. 
And he was he was like, you know, what about Strowman? Well, that's why you keep a guy like that so that you can get rid right. of a guy like Kyle Hendricks. So you can get rid of a guy like Wilson Contreras. You need to sell high. People still believe in the abilities of, of Kyle Hendricks and what he can do for you, as well as Wilson Contreras. Now, I, I, I look at Hendricks and I say to myself, like, what is going on? I feel like it's mm-hmm. been like the last couple of seasons he hasn't been that dominant force that we've become accustomed to. Right, right. And you see, you know, his numbers are there. Um, he has that low ERA. I think it went up already after the last outing. But, you know, you see those numbers. And it's like, okay, it makes you, like you said, you know, you, you still dream about that Kyle Hendricks that can really drive a team. But once again, you know, you mentioned Marcus Stroman. You mentioned the moves that they did make uh, for long term. Say Suzuki, he's here for five years. You know, so that tells you that they're trying to build something around this team. Maybe not now, but for the future. And that's, that's definitely what you want to see. You look at Christopher Morel, you know, this guy, he's, he's hitting everything he sees. You know, yes, he has his strikeouts here and there, but you can see his, like, I love him at, at shortstop. He, he's great at shortstop. So, you know, you have a good problem in your hands. Or you have a great player to see where you could put him up. He's there. He's young, and he's producing. He gives you the energy. It's kind of Javi Baez-esque. Yes. It's like yes. a little swaggy, Absolutely. but backing it up. You know he's a gamer. I mean, when you're playing shortstop and center field, I mean, geez. Says a lot about yeah. your talents in the in the major league level. Leading off, I mean, I'm glad they. You know, there was some. What we had uh, Alfonso Rivas. He was started. He was leading off mm-hmm. for a while. Contreras led right. off a couple of games, but it, it's good to see him there. And it's and it's good also. I mean, when you're in this rebuild mode, to give guys opportunities to show their value and what they're actually worth and what they can do. And speaking of that, right. I mean, you got a guy like Caleb Killian, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like, like, what do you think he's going to do? And, and when do you feel like he might be coming up for this roster? You know, here's the thing. Obviously, uh, if you were on Twitter the past couple of days, there was the, the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs faithful were buying tickets for Monday's game because they thought that's when he was going to come up. But you know, obviously, uh, David Ross said that's not the case. However, I I don't see him uh, not. You know, the possibility of him coming up for that double header against the Cardinals. Why not? So I, I think he, David Ross said, you know what, I'm going to stay away from him for the Milwaukee series. But why not bring him up during that Cardinals series? I think that I, I think it's sooner rather than later for sure. Yeah, I mean, again, you look at you look at guys like that, and it it it, it, it speaks to the phrase "why not." I mean, right, you're, you're, right. You're, you already know where you're at. You're going to be in the bottom half of your division. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not competing. Give these guys the opportunity to get those in. I mean, this is the big issue with the White Sox and and Dylan Cease a couple of years ago. Do you want to bring oh, them up sure. now, or do you want to wait to give them that opportunity? And I was always a big fan of. Call them up. Give them the opportunity. Give them the runs. You know guys are going to struggle early in their career. Figure out what pitches work for them. Figure out what you know what pitch sequence they want to go to when they're in an 0-2, a 3-2 count. These are the things you need. You need repetition and an opportunity to see guys. See some of your opponents. Become familiar with people that are in your division so that that way when you are a year older, you do have a little bit more experience, you can go ahead and dominate those guys. What about, what about Brennan Davis? How's his uh, How's his injury going? From what you you might be hearing around around the around the stadium, you know, not not you personally, but around the stadium. <laughs> I, I, you know, I hear it's not it's it's nothing that won't uh, have him come up to the team. I think he will be up here. Um, coming up, uh, I want I want to say the second half for sure he'll be up here. And and you mentioned something that's very very key here. These guys need the opportunities. I asked Christopher, uh, uh, Christopher Morel cuando llegó when he got here. I said Christopher. Like, you go from double-A, you skip triple-A, you come to the majors. He said, look, I've been told in the past, and I believe firmly in this, 
that the pitches are the same. Mm. You're going to have to pass it right by me. You're going to see the same velocity at double A. You get those 90s up there. So it's just a, a thing of like you said, and you mentioned it correctly. I think you were talking to him as well. The repetition. He's like, that's exactly yeah. what's going to get me to that next level. And and I don't see why I can't do it here. Like you said, I, I love that because it's the reality. These guys are seeing these opportunities and I love to see that he's taken advantage of it 100%. So those, those players, and I think it's exciting as a Cubs fan to be able to see all these players come up little by little. I think we're going to have a, a great group of guys by the end of the year, all these young guys coming up. So it, it should be exciting. The voice in Espanol of the Chicago Cubs. So how, you saw how a little bit of Spanish came out there? <laughs> I know. I saw that. Hey, that's why, that, listen, that's why we're on the show together right now. This is what we're doing right now. Uh, Miguel Esparza joining us right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Let's talk about the, the ongoing battle over the last couple of days between Joey Votto and Rowan Wick. I mean, what, what, did, what did you see there? Did you feel like it was just gamesmanship, or did you feel like there was some true, genuine animosity between those two guys? Oh, man. You know, I, I think I think it's just gamesmanship. I, you know, Joey Votto's a baller. That guy, you know, he's 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 always hurt us. He hurt us last year many times here at Wrigley. And and you see the guy. The guy still produces. And 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 you have to have that kind of intensity. Now the reaction, obviously, by Wick. You see him. He he really just said, "Hey, nice bat flip." That was it. <laughs> and and he like he said, you know, I'm trying not to, to extend this any further, but. You see the fire from David Ross. That's that's twice in a row. The, the guy goes out there after Wilson gets hit today. Unfortunately, like it was just horrible offensively uh, for us. Well, when you get twenty score, twenty runs scored against you, you know, obviously you look bad with those five. But you know, you see that intensity, and, and once again, I circle back to what I said at the beginning. You know, I see the heart in this team. It's just a matter of it just clicking, and I know it's going to be tough. The road ahead is tough. Uh, the White Sox come in. Um, we're going over the, the guaranteed, but then you have the Cardinals, you have the, yeah. the Brewers. So, you know, it's just going to be tough all around. It's Major League Baseball, man. It's tough. Mm-hmm, what about, for sure. I'm curious what your thoughts are on David Ross. I mean, obviously, when he was brought in initially, there was this changeover mm-hmm. that was happening with the team. No longer, you know, the, this this window that, they, that was still open. You know, they felt like he was he would be able to get the best out of those guys that were here, the Rizzos, the Bryants, the Baez. But here he is with a brand new team. How do you feel like they're responding to him and his managerial style? You know, I, once again, I, what I hear around the park. I love it. <laughs> I hear these guys you like, know you sound you like? Know, that's you, what wait, I hear. Wait, Miguel, you know what you sound like? You remember that in Living Color skit when they'd be like, I, I ain't one to gossip. But you ain't heard this from me. It's like, that's what you said. But I like it, though. I like it. Keep it, keep it. Yeah, yeah. I like what it. I hear around the park, you know, <laughs> I hear the guys like him. That's what that's what I do here. You know, they do like the guy. They do like uh, David Ross. And, and you know, he carries his, his team while I think, you know, obviously, if he has the right group of guys, he can lead him. I know the problem initially when they brought him in. They were. They would say, and you would see it. You know, you're you're managing your own friends, and it just makes it harder. So I think that was that was a big deal uh, to getting over that hump. So I think with this new group of guys, I think he does well. I mean, and and honestly, you know, it's just a matter of of them clicking. I, I you know, they've gone on nice little runs this season. You see them. You see the offense clicking, and and you know, so I I think he's a big part of it for do, sure. Do you think? Do you, this is a, just you. I don't want to know what you heard around the stadium. This is for you right here. <laughs> Do you feel like he will be the 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 manager of the future for the Chicago Cubs? I honestly don't think so. 
I, I don't think, you know, I don't think that I, I, you know, I had no experience coming in to be a manager. And, and yes, I, I, I've heard in the past that, you know, the best managers are those, those catchers and, uh, you know, and, but I don't see it. I, I don't see David Ross being that manager to take him to the next level. He, he has done uh, in the past some questionable moves during the games. And, and you see it. You see it as a fan. You see it as an analyst uh, when you're there. And, and you, you think, okay. And it's easy for us to say it from up in my booth, oh, I would have done this. Or, you know, why was this guy out there for so long? But, you know, it kind of goes with how the game really goes, you know. So I think that's that's one of the things that that as a, a manager with more experience just gives you that 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 um, now that that way to really manage it, you know, in, in a yeah. good way. I feel as though they knew what they were doing by bringing him in. It's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a it's a internal promotion, so to speak. They have right. plenty of jobs. And they do it to kind of hold everything down. And when you're looking at the Chicago Cubs team, when you're talking about the next window for them, it is in a couple of years. But once they bring in that talent, once they get to that place, they're going to say to themselves, "Okay, we need a manager that can get these guys to the next level. And I I agree with you. I hope and no shade at at you know Rossi no none at all yeah. he's a great guy once yeah. again you know the guy the guy's good with us at all times and and this this is not about not liking him but like you said you know to get to that to that next window when that really opens and look for that title because at the end of the day that's what you want as a team exactly and he's made some good moves you know some ones that have actually worked for example the Schwindel being sent down do you feel like that kind of right. woke him up after that. <laughs> yeah, like the guy. I don't even think. I don't even know if he landed or not. You know, <laughs> hey, you just got here. Get on the next plane. You know, it's crazy, but it, it really clicked for him. Apparently, you know, you see that. You see that, and, and it makes you feel good for those guys as well. You want to see them do well. You want to see his energy is so good in that dugout. You talk about energy, Morel. You talk about uh, Frank Schwindel. Did you see them uh, the last game when they were just uh, at each other? Like Morel gave him the thumbs up you know so you see that kind of that energy in that in that clubhouse and it's good to have for sure now the chicago cubs of course as you mentioned a second ago heading on over to guaranteed rate for a nice two-game series saturday Mm -hmm. and sunday what are you i mean do you feel like they're looking at this series and saying to themselves okay we need to you know prove something that you know where we we can compete or do you feel like they're just looking at it like any other game one game at a time type of mentality Man, I think anytime you got Cubs versus Sox, you know, you always look to compete. You know, I've always said that about these teams that when when they, they meet each other, it doesn't matter what their records are. You always see that intensity in those games. Unfortunately for us, the White Sox came in and, and they took those first two, obviously. It will be tough, but they're coming off of a tough series with the Boston Red Sox as well. You know, so that's something that that might help us uh, in in this series coming up. Yeah, they're they're getting whooped right now, but 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 I will say this: <laughs> I mean, they, they put up a good fight. Unfortunately, Dallas Keuchel yeah. just not doing his thing today. Yeah, Dallas Keuchel. Hmm. Let me ask you about the atmosphere at the game. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you've taken in a game as a fan, as have I, and many of us. Is it different in the booth? Like, do, do, do the people feel this? Is there tension in the booth between announcers and analysts up there? Like, what is that like up on that level? Oh, man, you know what? No, it's great. Uh, camaraderie, for sure, 100%. Like, everyone, like, nowadays, everyone just gets along. Well, I don't know about the past, but I'm like, when I'm there now, you know, you, yeah. you get to see like John Benedict, the, the uh, organ player, as well as Josh and, and Jeremiah Paprocki, you get all these guys that it's like new people coming in and then you're, you're mixing with 
with Boog and, and Pat Hughes. These guys are great. So I, I think it's just the atmosphere there is just so fun to go. When they say, Miguel, where, where are you going? I, I'm, in, I'm going to the ballpark. I, I'm, they say I'm working, but I'm just going to go talk and, and, and hang out with my friends, you know. <laughs> I bet, man. It's got to be a blast. I love hearing all your recaps. I follow you on social media, of course. Thank you. So thank see, you. Seeing everything you're doing is just absolutely great. But I got to get your uh, – before you before I get I'll let you go, I got to get your take on – on the Chicago White Sox team. Like, what do you think about yeah. them? What do you think? Do you feel like it's, you know, are, are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to win the division? What, what's been your assessment of the Chicago White Sox so far this season? You know, when you, when you look at, at the White Sox and, and coming in, you're in the, in the sports books, you're, you're coming in third place to win the, uh, the World Series. And now you've dropped, I believe it's ninth or tenth place because of, of that inconsistency in the rotation. You see uh, Dylan Cease, he's been amazing. He has, but he has also those bad games in between. You mentioned Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel, I, I don't know what's going on with his velocity. Uh, you know, when you throw, uh, you don't have the velocity there. You try to throw your change up. It's not really much of a difference there, and, and here's the result. You had, what, six runs in the first two innings against yeah. them, and, and coming in, anytime you look at, at you know the, the lineups for the White Sox and you see Dallas Keuchel, it's going to be tough, unfortunately, and, and, and unfortunately for him. But as a team, the talent is so amazing. Luis Robert is just fantastic. The, the man is just unbelievable, um, and you know that Jose Abadeo is going to turn it up. Tim Anderson, what can we say about him? They're great players. But unfortunately, the same deal. It's not clicking for them. And I know that a lot has to do with the injuries on the team. I know that 100%. And I know they don't want to use that as an excuse. But when you have Yasmani Grandal, who's not getting on base as he's used to, that guy is used to be a base on ball guy, like machine, like 100%. So you need those little things to continue to function again so that you can definitely uh, be in the, in the pursuit now. Am I giving them the division right now? Absolutely not. I think that division with the Twins, even the Tigers, they're fighting for it, and, and, and it's going to be tough for the White Sox ahead, of t- ahead in the rest of the season unless they make some kind of move and a trade deadline, you know, get another pitcher out here that's really going to be lights out. Obviously, you want to see that for them. Yeah, consistency is definitely the key when you're looking at this lineup. You mentioned it. Injuries has just devastated the Chicago White Sox. Mm-hmm. And when you have two-thirds of your outfield missing in Luis Robel and, and, and Ilo Jimenez, you're saying to yourself yeah. it's tough, right? And then Joe Kelly just comes back. He gets injured. You, right. you have no Lance Lynn. I mean, it, it really does affect you. But fortunately, you know, you got a guy like Johnny Cueto who's stepping up. He's going to be uh, oh, yeah. on the bump this Saturday against the Chicago Cubs. And if, if if he can just be a shell of himself, I mean, I think that's what you would want consistently. See, see, even if he is the number four starter, you're saying to yourself, okay, if I can get Johnny in there, if I can get Lance Lynn, like I don't think – I bet you if I went back – I haven't checked this out, but I bet you if I went back – and tried to find the same five starters, you know, pitch on their their very next uh, day in a row. Right. I bet you that probably hasn't happened. Maybe no. maybe once all season, five starters right, in right. five games. I bet you that hasn't happened. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But you're right, the Twins aren't going nowhere. The Detroit Tigers mm-hmm. believe in themselves and feel as though they can compete for that AL Central. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun weekend when the Cubs take on the Chicago White Sox, and it's going to be a, a fun season. For the White Sox, not for the Cubs, though. If they oh, yeah. Last place. It's be <laughs> you know, and, and right, real quick here, the bright spot in that bullpen, I think, is Reynaldo Lopez. Like, that man, yes. like, they sent him down in 2020, and he came different completely, and that's what he's been. He's been consistent for the bullpen. He's been that 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 arm that comes in when you have these issues with uh, Dallas Keiko. You had the issues with uh, Michael Kopech, and you bring him in, and, and obviously he's been doing the work, which is great to see for him. That's a great point, McGum. I'm glad you said that he doesn't get enough love 
a lot of people would have emotionally or from the mental health standpoint just collapsed mm-hmm. and, and caved in. But he has accepted oh, yeah. that role and, and taken it with grace. And low-key, he just followed me on Instagram. Shout-out to Reynaldo <laughs> Lopez. Follow me on Instagram. I love the guy. Hey, Miguel, thank you so much, bro. I'm so glad I found out that, you, that I can have you on uh, the days that the Cubs are away because I definitely got to get you on more often. You are an absolute pleasure and a true professional thank man. You. I appreciate you for hanging out with me today. Thank you, Sammy. Appreciate you, Gabe. Of course. WBBM News Radio anchor. And of course, the play by play voice for the Cubs, Blackhawks, and Bears in Espanol. His name is Miguel Esparza. You can follow him on Twitter, Miguel's Voice. Now, speaking of voice, we heard our producer extraordinaire, Cesar Perez, give his starting five. And we heard Joe Kim Noah give his all time starting five. And uh, we got we the tweets that have been coming in in the text line have just been absolutely phenomenal. So make sure you keep sending those in, 312-644-6767. And on the other side of this, speaking of the Chicago Cubs, Patrick Wisdom was on with Mully and Hall earlier today. We'll go ahead and, and hear that interview right after this on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. We'll be back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 